Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But going to turn the joint up for 2019. Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It's the world famous fantasy football frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, my main man, Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. Yeah, boy, is on assignment. No Chris Venture today. Coming up on the program, it is the NFL offseason officially. Talk about the playoff matchups. Get up, you date, caught up to date on Black Monday, literally, in the NFL. And start to look at the um round the draft order of the teams that have not made the playoffs main man my homie jim day happy new year glad to be back with you brother hey welcome happy new year Corey, and uh, uh so good to see chris uh starting off the way he finished <laughs> grand opening grand closing there you go right there as we have the empty seat of year boy jim how was the holidays my man how was the uh how was the new year the new year was nice and quiet Corey. just the way i like it very good. Uh, Did I had, you? I had plenty of years ago in the nuts so route. Now it's nice and quiet time. Oh, very good. Did you enjoy any of the college bowl games that took place on New Year's Day? I actually did not get a chance to see a single bowl game all weekend. It was just oh, there was always something going on, something happening that it just didn't work out. Not once. All right. Well, all right, so skip. Uh, check that. Talking about that off the box. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um. Let me see. Nothing really to see uh, to, to talk about as far as, you know, what it helps with fantasy football. A couple of the quarterbacks that were on showcase, still a couple years away. Trevor Lawrence, still a couple years away from, who was terrible last night, still a couple years away. So um, we can skip past that. Obviously, next Monday night has a national championship game between Alabama and Clemson, kind of an annual right to start the, the new year off. But, Jim, on Monday we had the darkest day in the NFL we had Black Monday, so I kind of want to start right there. A lot of coaches losing their jobs on Black Monday. Most of them, I think, for the most part, Jim, had enough chances, had enough opportunities, did not get the job done. But the situation in Arizona, Jim, is particularly disturbing to me because the general manager needs to hold accountability for what was done. He dropped a overpriced bag of hot air named Sam Bradford on that team to start the season. Rosen clearly not ready yet. Wilkes bites the bullet. He takes the axe for it, Jim. I think that was the wrong way to go about it. I think that showed poor form by the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I just don't think it was a good fit either way. Um, so I, I think it actually works to Wilkes' betterment in, in longstanding term because he'll get another opportunity. Absolutely, he will. But it just it, it's not really a good idea to put a, you know, a good defensive coach as a head coach on a team with a rookie quarterback. It just doesn't seem to ever work. And you can you know, you do want, it, Jim, but you can't fire the OC in the middle of the season. You feel what I'm saying? Well, that OC needed to be fired. The OC should have never been on the on the field at all, to be honest with you. He, he was ridiculous and a joke. 
as far as I was concerned, I just thought he was terrible. Um, they saw a little bit of a bump with Leftwich coming in, but still not enough. And, you know, the one thing I, I'll bring it all to, and, you know, I, I, I totally agree with you, first of all, the GM should be gone as well. I, I mean, just go. He, he has, he's done a terrible job. He, he just needs to go. But the fact of the matter is this team did not get better at all over the course of the entire season, and that has to fall on a coach's shoulders, especially the head coach. You know, Josh Rosen is the only rookie quarterback that didn't take any steps forward in his progression this year. He also lost his OC in the middle of the season that he came up with. Got a new OC slapped on him. I, I you know, so it wasn't a new OC. It was his quarterback's coach. It wasn't like it was true, some guy came true. in off the field. You're right. It was a guy he was working with every day. So that wasn't a huge change for him. As a matter of fact, it was a better change for him. But still, he did not improve at all. No, I, I I can dig it on on that point. Um, so I I can see where you're coming from right there. Uh, let's start at the top. Obviously, already done during the season. Cleveland Browns fired Hugh Jackson. Got into a big debate with Gabe this morning. I'm like, you know, they talking to Mike McCarthy, and I think Mike McCarthy. Oh God, no. No, Gabe, I don't see why. I mean, I call you Gabe now, Jim. I don't see why not. You got an experienced head coach coming there on a young team. A guy that's worked well with quarterbacks in the past. I think Mike McCarthy's an excellent fit for the Cleveland Browns. I totally disagree. First of all, his pedantic uh, offense is just anemic. Um, he, he doesn't bring anything to the table on the offensive side of the ball that, that works in today's NFL. You got a good, young, strong quarter, quarterback there. You got some other pieces in place. I want a, a good, young offensive mind taking control of this team. Um, and barring that, the only other one I think would be a great fit would be Bruce Arians because he would let this offense flow. Mike McCarthy, I, I mean, look, you, you say he's done a lot of good work with quarterbacks. His last quarterback hated him. Yeah, Couldn't the wait for him to get off the damn field. You act like Aaron Rodgers is a likable guy, Jim. It's not like Aaron oh, Rodgers' own really family really don't like him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would say he loved him like a brother. I would say, Jim, he loved him like a brother, but Aaron Rodgers' brother don't like him. <laughs> so, um, what do you think about Greg Williams? He did a, he did a fine job while he was up there. He, got, he was listening. Better than I, Hugh Jackson. I I'm not going to even argue that point. Uh, five and three to, to end the season was you know, a nice turnaround after what you, the hole you had put him in. So, yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, I have no problem with that. I think he did a fine job. But, you know, I, again, I think they're looking for a really gung-ho offensive guy that could really take Baker to that next level. I agree, and I think that's what the call should be. Um, so, listen, if it's not, I, I'm a, I'm a, I don't mind the Mike McCarthy thing. Hearing names like uh, Greg Williams to keep the job, also Josh McDaniels in the mix. It'd be real hard for me to trust McDaniels after that debacle last yeah. year. Right here in town, Jim, New York Jets fired their head coach, Todd Bowles. <laughs> I'm not going to say Bowles didn't have an opportunity because I, I feel like he did. He's had a lot of trash at quarterback, but it's not like they were great defensively. Can't make a case for Bowles. I think it was time for Bowles to go. This is another spot where I think you bring in a nice, good, young, offensive mind to raise up and develop Sam Darnold, and then maybe we can see the, the New York Jets start to make some strides. Oh, yeah, Bolts had to go. Look, it, it was, what, 24 and 40 with them 
uh, as a whole. Didn't take him to the postseason at all in his four years there. And let's face it, four years is enough time. You talk about Steve Wilkes one year not being enough, which I understand to a degree. I just don't think it was a good fit, so that doesn't bother me. I know he'll, he'll end up somewhere else. Bowles had four years. Now, granted, he didn't have a, a lot of playmakers on this offense. I get all that. Uh, but it doesn't matter in this NFL. Uh, should the GM go with him? Absolutely agree again, because just hasn't developed any kind of farm system of players, young players coming in that are actually doing anything to really say he's done his job. So, I, again, this is a, another team where basically if it's me, if I own this team, I make a clean sweep and start over. Yeah, I think that might be the best way to go, the best course of action for the New York Jets. Like you say, you got that big young quarterback that I think has shown some flashes and some signs this year. So I think it would be a good idea to keep, uh, you know, obviously to get somebody in there to take him to the next level. A name that keeps popping up for the Jets is Jim Harbaugh, who's out there at Michigan right now. Myself, personally, I think Harbaugh stays with Michigan. I think next year is the year. This time we get ready to see Harbaugh step back into the NFL because the, he's, the job is not getting done with the Michigan Wolverines. I don't think Harbaugh comes this year. So some other names have been uh, the Chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy and the Buccaneers offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, Jim. Any uh, thoughts on those two? I like Munkin a lot. I'd love to see him. Uh, actually, I like both of them. I think both of these guys are going to be good head coaches if, if given a chance. And, but I do like Munkin a little bit more. I'd really love to see what he could do as that head guy and you know shape a team. I, man, I just think he's got – such a good pedigree of what he's done before that I, I think he could bring something special to the table. Denver Broncos get rid of Vance Josephs. I think we saw that one coming also. Not, I'll be honest with you, can't really make excuses for Vance Josephs. Listen, I get it. He has been hamstrung at the quarterback position. You know, some of these names, Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch, yada, 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 so on and so forth. Really nothing to hang his hat on there. The defense uh, was very good at times. You saw Demarius Thomas leave during the season. Emmanuel Sanders get uh, getting injured early, uh, excuse me, in the later part of the season when they looked like they were making a little bit of a run. Uh, like what we saw from Phil Lindsay, but the running game never really got going. I don't have no problem with Vance Joseph's being gone. I think it's a little bit premature considering the quarterback situation. But listen, as a head coach, it's something that you've got to deal with. So the Denver Broncos, their firing of Joseph, uh, of Joseph Jim, what do you think of that one? Uh, I think that's just like uh, scraping the top off an oil barrel and has nothing to do with the actual content. I think John Elway is the main problem in Denver. Agreed. He's just a, a terrible talent evaluator, and to put him in charge was a major fault. Uh, they were looking at John Harbaugh um, to come to uh, save the situation in Denver, but uh, obviously with the Ravens re-upping him, that's not going to happen. So the Broncos also have lined up interviews with Bears defensive coordinator Vic Fangio, Steelers O-line coach Mike Munchak, and New England's Brian Flores. What do you think, Jim? Uh, Munchak, you know, he's got a history. Uh, not really, you know, well-known with the other guys, to be honest with you. Munchak I know a little bit of, and I think he'd be a decent, you know, person to bring on. Uh, but uh, outside of those guys, I just don't know a ton there of what we're looking at. Uh, in Cincinnati, definitely no problem with Marvin Lewis. 16 years, not one single playoff win. Can't complain about nothing on that one. Marvin Lewis is going in Cincinnati. A lot of people did not see that one coming, but it definitely was likely. On the way out the door, Jim, he gave a vote of confidence to Hugh Jackson. And you know what's crazy, Jim? I would not be surprised if Cincinnati Bengals hired Hugh Jackson to be the head coach. I think that would be the smartest move in the world for Cincinnati is to hire Hugh Jackson. 
especially if you don't want to sell any season tickets. <laughs> All right, so if we know where Jim stands on uh, Hugh Jackson. Before we get into some of the other coaches that were let have go. I, have I ever wavered on that? No, you have not. No, you have not. No, you have not. No, you have not at all, Jim. Um, Mike Tomlin. <sighs> Jim. Wow. It's a lot going on in Pittsburgh, Jim. It's a lot going sure on in is. Pittsburgh. And I, I'm, a, I'm a Tomlin guy. I've always said this about Mike Tomlin. If Mike Tomlin was to walk into the room and I didn't know who he was and he sat down and I shook his hand, I would think to myself, this guy's a football coach. He looks like a football coach, acts like a football coach, walks like a football coach, talks like a football coach, but doesn't really manage a team like a football coach. A lot of stories come out that locker room. The A.B. think from over the weekend. I hate to say that Tomlin is losing control of the situation, Jim, because that's a red flag for a head coach. But Thomas losing control of the situation. I don't think he's losing control at all. I think he did exactly what he needed to do. Antonio Brown doesn't show up, doesn't come to the meetings, you know, doesn't even get on the field to practice before this must-win game. You know what? If I'm coach, he's sitting that game too. I, I wouldn't even let him dress. I would have had him inactive for the damn game like he did. So, you know, it is what it is. You, you can't disrespect a team like that just because you think you're the superstar. No, I get it, Jim. But you had – it's too many stories come out the locker room. Last season, the National Anthem thing with Ben Roethlisberger and the offensive lineman was an issue. This year, Le'Veon Bell, then Ben Roethlisberger, now oh, wait, Antonio wait, 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 Brown. Wait, 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 Okay, Let, let's deal with these one at a time. You're talking about the, the whole National Anthem thing. Have, From have last season. Any, uh, right. Have you seen any evidence of that this season? No, none. You're right. Okay, That handled. was That was nipped in the bud. That was handled. Okay. Lev Bell – Lev Bell has nothing to do with Tomlin. That's True. the top office. That's a GM and the owner talking about Lev Bell. Tomlin has nothing to do with it except say, I want him or I don't want him. That's up to him. All right. But the rest of it's on, on, on the people above him not having to do anything with him. Ben Roethlisberger's massive ego. Well, he's had that since day one. This is the same guy that when he came out, you know, they were trying to get everything suppressed that he's out there date raping women. It, uh, uh, something happened in Millersville, Georgia. That's all I know. <laughs> something happened with a bodyguard, with a woman, not pretty. And then he was the one that walked Stormy Daniels from Trump Room. Wild. Okay, I get that. <laughs> Antonio Brown acting like a complete fool. He At is. some point, you got to pull Cat to the side like, yo, my man, this is my team. What are you doing? Get your and ass in gear. That's what he did. He pulled him aside. He talked to him. Too he little too late, he Jim. He didn't react. But no, no, he did it before that. He talked to him earlier in the week, and they, he didn't, you know, he said, look, this is a deal. This is what it is, and you're either on the team or you're not. And, and then all of a sudden, Brown's not showing up to practices. He's not showing up to meetings. Uh, you know, and at that point, Tomlin did all he could do. I warned you, you didn't come, you're done. You're not playing. Antonio Brown to Pittsburgh Steelers next season? I think he has to be just because they're locked in numbers-wise. Um, if they try to trade him before June, it's like a $21 million cap hit. Now, if they try to trade him after June, they say, you know, they could save a lot of that. But then, you know, the hassle is what are people going to give for him at that point, knowing what a headache he could be in the, in the locker room? Look, it, I, I've said this before with Odell Beckham. These guys aren't good for locker rooms. It, they just aren't. You know, you get that one guy that starts hop, harping on everything and pulling people down and pointing fingers and, and stuff like that. I don't care how good you are. 
that just starts to make other people do the same thing. Right. We saw that earlier in the year with Sterling Shepard all of a sudden acting a fool. Sterling Shepard, you ain't got to be anywhere near close enough to a, a reliable player yet to be even acting the fool for anything. But this all becomes because of Beckham, and the same thing happens with Brown. You know, he, he's such a a great player on the field, but you know, when you have somebody that's that great on the field that just really brings a, a, a locker room down, how good is he really to the entire environment? Uh, earlier today. Uh, New York Giant GM Dave Gettleman on the podium asked about a possible trade of Odell Beckham. He said, I've not signed Beckham to trade him. He also said that they were in the evaluation project and process, excuse me, this is Giants GM Dave Gettleman. We're in the evaluation process and won't commit to Eli Manning returning at this point. Gettleman and Manning had an exclusive no holds barred conversation on Monday, New Year's Eve. Gettleman said all decisions will be in the best interest of the New York Giants, Jim. That does not sound like the vote of confidence that uh, Shermer had uh, uh, over about a week ago. Who cares about coaches' votes of confidence? They don't mean crap. It all comes down to money and dollars and what they can do. Look, I think Eli, is something, since the last Super Bowl, I, I saw the stat somewhere, I think he's like 43 and 65 since then. You know, get Gettleman's talking about, oh, we, we, we want to get continuity and, you know, bring on strong winning teams. And you're talking about it. Quarterback that's almost 20 games under 500 since his last Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Obviously not the guy. <laughs> Off and running fantasy football. Friendly. Shout out to all the Goon Squad members still checking in. We got you all season long. We come back on the other side of update on the playoff leagues, and we'll get some more of these uh, Black Monday news. It's the Frenzy. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Want to hop in on the discussion? Fantasy football frenzy, off season mode. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, fantasy Taz, a main man, the homie Jim Day. Once again, eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Telephone lines open. Continue to talk NFL football. Jim, before the playoff matchups for the first weekend are set. Wait, wait, wait! Before you break off into something else, I just want to get back to Eli for one more second. Sure. Look, you know I don't like Eli. He's just so inconsistent from week to week. It makes me nuts. But, you know, they're talking about making a lateral, not even a lateral move. It, it, it'd be a, a backward lateral move to go to somebody like Joe Flacco. Are yes, you kidding me? I agree. Uh, That's uh, a joke. What? <laughs> if they brought in Joe Flacco, I would become a Dallas Cowboy fan. How about uh, them Cowboys? Because that would just, that's the utterness of ridiculousness to me. I mean... How, how could you even think that's an upgrade in any sense of the word uh, at, to, to go from one mid, you know, middle-aged mediocre quarterback to another that's not even as mediocre as the first one? It's just a joke. You think Eli Manning looked bad behind that O-line? Wait till you see Joe Flacco, who got happy feet behind it. 
Hey, look, the O-line and Eli played better the second half of the year when they started moving him around. Unfortunately, it also came at the same time when Odell got hurt. Yeah, so hey, it is what it is at that point. Um, interesting. Before before I get into the um the playoff round, Jim, give us an update on the uh on the league, the playoff the playoff league, and what's going on. I know I got the email already. Haven't had a chance to sign in yet, but I will definitely do that before the games kick off. Yeah, well, there's a few people, including Chris and Bob Woodruff, that hadn't signed in yet. So I'm just going to keep sending emails to everybody who hasn't signed in yet. I got mine already. <laughs> I'm going to keep sending more. Uh, every day until everybody signs up. Um, there, there's one league that still has like eight people. My league only has one. Your league has like two. Chris's league has like three. Um, and I, I think there's a couple of people in the chat room that said they never got an invite. So I got to go look at that after Check the show. Check your spam folder if maybe you never got that. the invite. Yeah, but it also, it seems like there, there was one little group of emails at the very beginning that somehow never got transferred for me that I screwed up. So I'm still finding them. And you know, I told these people to send me emails, which I, I see in my email. A bunch of them already did. So I'll take care of that this afternoon. But, I, you know, I, if people aren't signed in by Friday, then I'm going to open it up and see if I can find other people that want to take those spots. There you go. You heard it right there from the homie Jim Day. 844-843-6879. Wild Card Weekend is upon us. Got two games on Saturday evening, and you got two on Sunday after, well, Sunday afternoon. Going into Sunday evening, let's start on Saturday, Jim. Indianapolis Colts travel to Houston to take on the Texans. The Houston Texans in the Saturday playoff game is something that seems like it's an annual tradition. This year, Houston laying a point to the Colts. The over-under right now is sitting at 49. I believe this one opened up with Houston getting three, been bet down to Houston getting one. I can see it being a pick by kickoff. Um, boy, I tell you wait, what, wait, Jim. You're, you're, you're seeing Houston getting one? Yeah. I'm still seeing just be. Just before I mean, the show, I'm sorry, the Houston laying one. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, laying one. That's what I got too. Yeah, and I got an over and under forty nine. Yeah, that's what same thing I'm looking at right now. Opened up with Houston laying three, bet down to Houston right. laying one. Look, luck, luck is the MVP candidate this year. I don't. It's tough to. I can't see him going into Houston and getting this one though, Jim. I can really. Not, yeah, Houston's not as good as their record indicates. I'm sorry, they just aren't. Um, you know, I, I've said it before. They had a cupcake schedule. Uh, and I know they have no control over that. You got to win the games you can win, and that yada yada. I get all that. Indianapolis is playing good football right now. Houston is playing good, but I just don't see them standing up to Indianapolis. Um, you know, a, a big big part of that Indianapolis was their center Kelly being healthy, and it looks like he's going to be good to go. And if that's the case, then this rushing game becomes so much better when he's in there. Uh, Mac has done so much better when Kelly has been at center than uh, when he's been out. So I I like those chances. This team is just playing so much better. And, you know, while Watson has had a good season, I'm just not betting on luck. I I like luck this week to go into Houston and take that win. They've done pretty well against them. Uh, uh, Hilton, T.Y. Hilton has done excellent against them uh, on the road in Houston, uh, especially his last, what, five, six, seven games have been really good games against them. Oh, Saturday night. Oh, boy. Reminds me of another Saturday night when these two teams met up, the Seattle Seahawks and the Dallas Cowboys. The last time they met up on a Saturday night uh, wild card round game, that game was in Seattle. That was the infamous Tony Romo K-ball game. Romo goes on to have a Hall of Fame career after that game. Today, though, we have a Dallas Cowboy team, Jim, that I could have swore would have opened up as a a home underdog. They opened up laying two and a half. 
quickly bet down to one, be a pick em by kickoff. 42.5 is the total. I like the over in that one. That's going to be a real popular bet over 42.5. But the Cowboys come in as a one-point favorite. Look like a trap game to me, Jim. Well, I, I kind of agree with you, Corey. I, not so much as that it's a trap game. I just I have a hard, hard time getting, laying any faith with Dallas in the playoffs. Sorry, buddy. It, it's nothing against you or them. They just don't seem to get it done of late. Uh, I think a lot of that comes down to my dislike for Jason Garrett. But uh, um, but that being said, you know, Seattle hasn't been playing the greatest football either. Um, and they're, you know, they're doing things to squeak by. And that's, you know, that's not going to get it done in Dallas. They need to to get out there and establish a little something early. If they're, they're trying to just hold on, hold on, hold on, I think Dallas defense is good enough to stop them if they need it at the last minute. You got Dallas. I'm on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Juice, I'm looking at right now. Dallas is minus 115, laying that uh, point. They're minus 116 on the money line. Money line is the play right there if you're back in the Dallas Cowboys. Um, speaking of coaching, Jim, uh, you, Dallas Cowboy defensive backs coach, passion game coordinator Chris Rashard is a hotly sought-after commodity in NFL coaching circles. If I'm the Dallas Cowboys, Jim, I keep him. Even if it means I gotta let Jason Garrett go after winning the division. Well, I agree with you. Unfortunately, it, you know, if somebody offers him a bad position for more money, he's gonna take it. Um, Dallas has already given him the, the the okay to go out and you know interview. Uh, so at at that point, it comes down to who's gonna give him the best opportunity, and that may not be Dallas. Um, you know, you're saying fire Garrett and, and move him up. I, I, agree. I get that. I know. No, I mean, that's I'm, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm saying I just don't think Jerry Jones is going to do that. He's shown that he is so into Jason Garrett for whatever reason. I don't see that happening. And it could be, like you say, he knows that whatever he says Jason Garrett's going to do, and that's what he wants. Um, you know, I don't know their their relationship with the defensive coordinator if he's the same type of, of guy or not. But you know, he may get a better chance somewhere. What else. I will say is this. Uh, when they hired Garrett, the Baltimore Ravens wanted Jason Garrett real bad. The Baltimore Ravens wanted Jason Garrett and not Harbaugh. I know the Ravens are like, thank God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, with that being said, they kept Garrett. And, you know, when the Ravens wanted him, um, what was that? I don't know how long ago. Have a Harbaugh. Harbaugh and Garrett were hired at the same time. Uh, Harbaugh's won a Super Bowl. Garrett has uh, won a playoff game. But Garrett came up in the Cowboys system, was a Cowboy backup. Jerry Jones likens Garrett to Tom Landry, which baffles me and blows my mind. But I think even though Rashad didn't come up in the Cowboys system, you need to keep him in the building. I think letting Rashad walk out the door would be like when D.C. let McVay walk out the door. I think it would be that much of a disaster. Oh, same thing with Frank Reich, I believe. In, oh, in yeah, Philly. you're right. You're right. Um, you know, same, same deal. You're letting a good, good young – uh, you know, coordinator go that you know it term goes to another team and goes off, and I think we could see, absolutely see that with him. Um, and, and I agree they should try to keep him, but the fact that they're letting him look is not a great sign. No, it's not. He put the last time a Dallas Cowboy cornerback went to the Pro Bowl, it was Deion Sanders. Chris Rashard has Brian Jones in the Pro Bowl, so he knows well, what he's doing. Kyle, Kyle Vanderash and. You know, yeah, they, exactly. You know, they they got some really good pieces on that defense. And they're that all young. Played really well. 
They're all young, and they like their coach, so I think it's something that they got to get done. Interesting to see how that one will play out. 844-843-6879. Let's head down to Tampa Bay and talk to my man, Connor. Connor, Happy New Year. What's going on? Yeah, but Happy New Year, guys. How's the year's, um 2019 going so far? And so far, it's coming pretty good. Hopefully, we keep up the good momentum. Yeah, and hopefully the Bucks get Bruce Arians. Then we finally fired Dirk Hunter. Yeah, Dirk Cutter. It looks like Dirk is going to be going back to Atlanta where he shined as an OC. Oh, uh, they got rid of Sarkeesian. Yeah, he's a good OC. He's a good OC. He doesn't have what it takes to be a head coach. I agree with you on that. And I think Matt Ryan, I think Matt Ryan was, was who plays in a lot of different systems. I think Matt Ryan, like, listen, if you're going to fire Sarkeesian, Cutter is out there. That's my guy. Please bring him back. He worked well, did wonders in Atlanta before. What we got, other than that, Connor, what we got? Yeah, um, for um, so for the um, for the wild card um, DFS um, play this weekend, what are you guys' thoughts on um, Hunter and Hunter Henry as a stone man this weekend at twenty five hundred? Yeah, that's interesting right there, Hunter Henry. I'm not, I'm not hearing good things at all. Really? Okay, go ahead. Jim. Yeah, I, I, I'm uh, injury wise. The injury wise, I'm not hearing good things. They're trying to get him up. They're trying to get him active, and you know, so far the beat writers are saying it doesn't. He, he's not looking very fluid out there at all. Like. I know a couple of years ago, Jordy tore his ACL in August. It was like if the Packers would have made it to the Super Bowl, Jordy wouldn't have been able to, would have been able to play in that game. Uh, Hunter Henry tells his ACL in May, really the first injury of the NFL season, uh, Connor. So where he's likely to play. His price is 2500 this weekend. Give me a guy that's healthy. You know what I'm saying? I can't do it. Yeah, so like basically what you're saying, just, like, just play Ebron and forget it. That's what you're saying? Yeah, I, I'd play Ebron, and I and, and I wouldn't even trip um, off of Hunter Henry. I know it's appealing, um, and I know it's a contrarian play, but I wouldn't do it. Okay, so because I'm playing Ebron, then I got to go down to um, Gallup and Cash. What do you think about that? Gallup and who? Gallup and Cash games. Oh, Gallup and Cash games. I thought he said two player names. Um, Gallup, uh, you know. He's going to have I a don't... shot. Yeah, I, I don't. Dak will it. throw him a long one. He might overthrow him, but Dak will give him a shot to catch a touchdown pass. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, Seattle's given up quite a bit to wide receivers on the season, uh, especially on the road. There you go. We still got to break the slate down, Connor. We're not as far ahead of you as you are. Okay. Well, I've been looking at it quite. Oh, quite well, since the Jim said, "Speak for yourself." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, anything else, Connor? Yeah, but um, if I spend that from Chris Carson to Marlon Max, then I can fit in. Let's see, then I can fit in. I can fit in Dontrell Inman instead of Gallup. If, if I play, I'd that. play Gallup over Inman. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I mean. Targets, though. I, I don't. Yeah, both of these guys are so hard to trust, but I think I I would trust Gallup maybe a slight bit more. Inman has only had a couple decent games. I mean, last week being one of them, I get it. Uh, but it, yeah, that's so tough to for me to really want to buy into. Um, I I don't mind Mac at all. I think Mac is uh, could have a, a decent game against them, although they Houston's been playing good against running backs. Jeez, um, that's a tough call. Well, I, I mean, if you really want to get those players in and want to go with Hunter Henry, hey, worse, crazier things have happened. 
I, like I said, I'm just I'm just going by what the beat writers are saying that, you know, so far not so good looking. Luckily, we still got a couple more days of practice and practice reports to go on before we act, have to set that lineup. My man, Connor, I'll wrap with you, 844-843-6879. Let me get Lamar the Prince. Excuse me, no, Lamar the Price in D.C.? Lamar in D.C., Lamar, yeah. what up? What up, Shine? Yo, so Lamar the Prince the Third, baby. You Lamar, know what it is. Lamar Prince Happy the Third. What up? Happy New Year, son. What's good with you? Yo, you know how it is, baby. I'm just kicking it. Yo, I just wanted to uh, touch on something that you guys hit on before New Year's back a while ago. Um, so I went to school in Baltimore. I'm a chef. I went to culinary art school in Baltimore. Nice. You had mentioned you had mentioned something about a 2,000-yard running back selling eights in the city. Yeah. Dog, dog, let me tell you. People in Baltimore, yo, all my friends, I let them, I, 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 yo, I just had them listen to that clip. Yo, they fell off their chair, dog. They was all like, yo, who is this fantasy executive dude, yo? How does he know that, yo? How does he, I told him, I was like, yo, he was in D.C., yo, he had to know. Dog, they told me. Not only was he doing that, they said he was the plug. Son, it's crazy. That's, Son legit ran no, for 2,000 right? yards and was knocking off eight balls. Like on, like on more via that's road. Funny. I'm like, what the hell is going on with Jamal Lewis, son? <laughs> yo, 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 yo. I just want you to know, yo, that type of insight, yo. dog, you can't even pay for it. Big Jim, <laughs> How was your holiday? Yeah, how was your holiday, Jim? Oh, my! Hey, sorry, my holiday was great, Lamar. Thanks for asking. I hope yours was the same. Yeah, yeah. What we got, Lamar? Good, what we, how we feel about the, how we feel about the Ravens this weekend, bro? I mean, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, me being a Redskins fan, I always hate the Ravens, but just because our organization is in utter dismay, don't mean I have to hate on somebody else. I honestly like Lamar Jackson. He shares a name with me. He looks like a good dude. You know what I'm saying? I don't want him to go down like Bobby Three Sticks, man. Yeah, I don't nah. want nobody to go through that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. yeah, yeah your, your, like, man, um, your man, Robert. Robert, Robert, that Robert didn't play out well. Let me ask you this right quick as a DC, as a DC fan. Um, yes, sir. I think, I, think, I, I think it's Colt McCoy's turn. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, listen, you got to. He, he he paid his dues. Um, he's the winningest quarterback in Texas history. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, hey, listen, if you if you wait your turn in anything, broadcasting, life, being a chef, anything, if you if, if you work hard, wait your turn, do what you're told, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it works out. Not all the time, but hopefully, God willing, it'll work out. But, yeah, it's his turn. Colt, do your thing, baby. Go out there. And uh, you know, sling that rock around, and we'll see what happens. There you hey, go. There you DJ go, right Swanger, there. That whole thing was a was 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 awful. You know what I'm saying? So thanks for the call, yo. I love y'all. Happy Great New Year, show. my man. Rap with you, Jim. Right quick, I think we get ready to head out to the break. Colt McCoy, quarterback, starting quarterback in DC. If they uh, can't get Derek Carr, uh, it's going to be Alex Smith if he can get healthy. Uh, and that's, you know, that's a big if at this point from what we're hearing. But they got a lot of time to get him healthy. I, I think he'll still be there. Um, if not, then. Jim, he's, I think he's still having surgeries, Jim. I, I Actually, I think they're done from the last I heard. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I haven't heard anything new is what I'll say in, in a couple of weeks now of new surgeries. But 
then again, it might just be a story old enough that people aren't talking about it. Um, so, yeah, it's possible, Corey. We just don't know all the information. If not, then I, I don't think they feel comfortable moving forward into a full season with Colt McCoy. If that's going to be the case, I do think they make a change. Going to be interesting to see Darius Geis will be back on that team. He'll be healthy next year. I think he could be an impact runner for fantasy owners. 844-843-6879. Telephone still online, still open. It's the Frenzy. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Yeah, yeah. Complained about not being able to get in the telephone lines busy all season long. Got them open up now, 844-843-6879. Hop right in. Chat with the homies. Oh, man, Jim. I now, actually... The one story we haven't even talked about yet Go ahead. is something that should be near and dear to our hearts. In fact, that Oakland signed Mike Mayock to be their GM. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. It's like, what is Oakland doing? Like, they're trying to hire... Like, you know, the, the celebrity front office, the, the celebrity <laughs> management squad with Druden, not in bringing in Mike Mayock. I think Mike Mayock is a very good a draft analysis, very good scout. If I wanted to go that route, I think the best guy on television, Jim, is the, is the, uh, is the cat, the ball head cat from uh, ESPN, Lou Riddick. I think Lou Riddick is general manager material, very smart guy. But I also would agree that Mike Mayock has the chops to be an NFL GM also. Well, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, he's been doing it a really long time. And, you know, everybody's, oh, well, he was on this guy or he's on that guy. You know what? There were a lot of people on that guy. There were a lot of people on that guy, too, at the time. Just because they didn't work out doesn't mean anything. You always get some right. You always get some wrong. I don't care who you are. Um, But he's doing it a long time. He's very knowledgeable at it. And, you know, he has a history with this front office. They know him. He knows them. Uh, They interviewed him for this job, I think, last year as well. So, you know, I'd just be interested to see what he does. And, you know, I'm hoping that they didn't bring him in so that, you know, they thought that Gruden could make his decisions for him. (laughs) Wow, that'd be crazy if they did that, Jim. I could very well see that that being the case. Because Gruden, you know, don't get me wrong, he's a championship head coach. Um, Big personality, wild character, but he won a championship with Tony Dungy's team, and it kind of was trash after that, so... Be interesting to see how that one plays out. Uh, Jim, and, you know, in baseball, we've seen fantasy analysts, people from the fantasy community, get invited into front offices. It's happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's legit happened. Uh, Bill James, a couple other cats, can't think of the name on top of my head right now. You think we'll ever see that in the NFL? I think we will because, you know, fantasy analysts are getting more and more, you know, knowledgeable and, you know, learning more and more about the game and, and, you know, 
diving much more into it than, look, even 10 years ago. I mean, we were nowhere near the level of what we have to be now, knowing about the game and, you know, knowing about player combinations and stuff like that that's happening on the field. That, you know, these are all things that are just really starting to come into play now that we have sites like Pro Football Focus that, you know, just making notes on every single play, putting all that information exactly. out there. Like, you don't think Mike Clay could be like an assistant general manager? Oh, I think Mike Clay would be awesome at that. I talk about a numbers guy who, who knows the numbers well, but, you know, I, I may be biased. I, Mike Clay and I are good friends, so. <laughs> yeah, it's true, too. You think Seeley could be a GM? Oh, he's mad at me right now, so I don't want to say <laughs> He won't even respond to me on Twitter anymore. Uh, uh, you know what? It, it is what it is. If he wants to go play with his dolls, he can. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, my man, shout out to the homie. And, uh, and, uh, in, the, uh, in the chat, my main man, Gregory Castillo, says, send me to the Cowboys front office. Oh, I'd be excellent in the Cowboys front office. I really, I could run the, I could run the Dallas Cowboys. I could. First thing I yeah, do is I, Jason Garrett's going. First thing I do is get a picture of you laying on a rug with giant sign on top of it. <laughs> Let's relax, Jim. Let's not bring that up. Ah, right, that's enough. Can we get rid of this photo out to archive, please? 844-843-6879. Let me holler at my man, Steve, in Massachusetts. Steve, what up? Hey, Corey, what's up, my man? Ain't nothing much, Steve. Happy New Year. How's it going, bro? Oh, it's going good, man. Uh, happy New Year to you too, man. I uh, remember I talked to you on Sunday. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to say that to you, but uh, I, I was too busy to trying to talk to you about other things. You have, uh, you have a bet going down with the King Scott Angle. I know you guys' uh, teams is facing each other, so that should be pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Nah, yeah, I, I know it's going to be interesting. Um, we talked, we we spoke about it briefly over the course of the weekend. Uh, the Gabe said he's going to get Scott on the morning after this week preview the big uh, Seahawks-Cowboy playoff game. Everybody goes back to that game from a couple years. I think it might be eight or ten years ago. My daughter wasn't born yet, so it was at least nine, ten years ago when that game took place. Uh, Tony Romo fumble snap with the K-ball. The, the biggest play of that game was a Miles Austin punt return for a touchdown. Got the Cowboys back in that game. Um, one thing I would say about that contest is, listen, Seattle has the best player on the field in Russell Wilson. They played much better on defense. Russell Wilson, the Super Bowl champion, he can go on the road and win the playoff game. That kind of looked his best this season. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott already came out and said he's ready for his heaviest workload of the year, and trust me, that's going to come. But let me tell you something, Steve. The addition of Amari Cooper to that Cowboy passing game could be an X factor, Jim, and I think that's what could swing in the game. Oh, it's been an X factor. There's no doubt about it. It's improved that entire offense, uh, including Dak and Zeke. Just because you know opposing defenses have to give him credit and have to be able to you know defend him as well. Before his addition, they didn't really have anybody out there that they had to worry about. Uh, at least not to that level. Not to not somebody on the field who, who could go for you know 200 yard gain and two touchdowns. Uh, so Cooper does give him that kind of upside, and because of that, he opens up that entire offense. So I'm with you. I, I mean, this game is you know if if I'm putting money on it, I'm probably going. The Seahawks, but I really wouldn't bet this game. This is going to be a tight game. Yeah. It, it, one thing about the Dallas Cowboys, they, the Cowboys, for the most part, don't get blown out. They're always going to give you a show. They might throw an interception in the red zone to end the game, but it will be a show throughout. What else we got, Steve? 
Uh, actually, I, I want to stay on the same subject because I, I know that you uh, you guys got Amari Cooper. So, where do you where uh, as far as like on the fantasy side, where, where do you see him going next round. year in drafts? Now second round, now, second round. Amari, one thing about Amari Cooper, it? he's going in the He's going to be on that two three turn if not the middle of the second. One two three thing about, turn is more like it, I think. We watch two three turn. I think will end up. You know there's the, still there's still a lot of people that have hesitation. Not only on Cooper, they will. Uh, just based on what he's done in the past. But there's still a lot of people that have hesitation on Dak. See, here's the, here's, and, and you're right, Jim. I, don't, I think the value should be 2-3. I can definitely see 2-3. The middle of the second, though, Cooper is always overvalued in fantasy drafts because of, the, because of his youth and because of his upside. Very, very true, and all Dallas fans will probably take him mid-second. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. He has to be almost a wide receiver too for me. He has to be. I cannot start off my wide receiver core with Amari Cooper. I, I totally agree with that. I get him as a wide receiver too. I feel comfortable. Yep. Hey, hey Jim. Yeah, I, I, I think if Skip Bayless was uh, doing a draft with you guys, uh, in the high rounds, because uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys saw uh, him and uh, Shannon Chop were, were comparing the Skip. game, and uh, Skip Bayless told. Uh, Told uh, uh, what you call it, uh, Shannon Chop that he would take uh, Dak Prescott over what over uh, Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> skip now, skip. You know you don't mean that now, skip. <laughs> no, no, he meant that. You know why he means that? Because we're all talking about. There you it go. There you go, Jim. That. No doubt. Hey, Steve, my man, I'll rap with you. 844-843-60. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. No problem. And thanks for joining us. 844-843-6879. Happy New Year, Goon Squad. Got telephone lines open right now if you want to hop in before the end of the show. Oh, the Los Angeles Chargers come to the Charm City. Baltimore laying two and a half. Over under sitting at 41 and a half. Everybody is on the Chargers. But, Jim, there's an old adage that I think we're overlooking. And I think we're overlooking it because it's the playoffs. You're a smart guy, Jim. You know what that old adage is. A West Coast team playing a 1 o'clock game on the East Coast. Be very wary. A lot of money coming in on the Chargers. Baltimore Ravens will, will win this game, Jim. I'm with you, Corey. I, I picked the Chargers in the preseason to go Super Bowl, but the way they got manhandled by Baltimore in Los Angeles last time really has me leery of what the Chargers can do to them in Baltimore this time. Um, that, that defense just really got in Rivers' head, shut that entire offense down. They have to come up with an entire new game plan, and I, I'm just not sure they're capable of it. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough um, for them to get it done. I'm a, I'm a Rivers supporter. Love Melvin Gordon. I like all the pieces on the Chargers. I think the head coach is great. I just think the Chargers would have been better off with home field advantage this year or traveling someplace different, maybe traveling to Houston or traveling to Indy, coming all the way across country to take on the Ravens. The Chargers' best asset, their best weapon is Phil Rivers. The Ravens are going to take Phil Rivers away from them. I believe when they played in the regular season a couple weeks ago, Jim, three fantasy points for Phil Rivers? Oh, yeah, worst game of the year. Absolutely uh, crazy. Um, And that's what has me worried with this one. Yeah, Baltimore, look, Baltimore has the defense that, could really take this team, you know, all the way to Super Bowl. There's no doubt. A couple of lucky breaks here and there, a couple of big plays, and they could take down any one of these teams. This is one of the teams. I mean, right now, 
you have to say Baltimore and Chicago just have that kind of defense that could really take them all away on either side. On you know, um, no other team really has that kind of dominating defense that can just shut a team down like that. Um, so that gives them a slight edge. There's no doubt about it. We've always known once it comes playoff times, defenses win a lot of games. Yeah, um, defenses so travel. Well, be possible. Yep. Defenses travel. Only, only thing I worry about with, with Baltimore moving into the second round, if they get to the second round, is Andy Reid and Bill Belichick scheming against a first-year quarterback. It's tough to scheme against Jackson because he's not your typical first-year quarterback because the kid uses his wheels. Speaking of Baltimore, 844-843-6879. Let me get my man Q in South Carolina, our resident Baltimore sports fans. Q, Happy New Year, big dog. Yeah, happy New Year, Jess. How y'all doing, man? My man Q, what's good with you? Oh, Jim, Corey, what's going on, man? Goon Squad in the house. You already hey, know. Hey, man. I would, I would, I wouldn't talk to you, Corey, about that day going. You keep on jumping on my U, my University of Central Florida boys, man. But look at Notre Dame. They only had three points. Who they play? <laughs> Notre Dame beat Michigan in the start of the season. I know oh, that, Corey. But what I'm saying is. They, they, what I'm saying, the committee put them in the playoffs and ranked them all the way up there, and they go ahead and they, what kind of show they put on. You're right. You know, they got to – They were embarrassed. They, 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 right, the committee – I mean, they, they always show a favoritism to these big universities and these other ones, but they up and coming trying to recruit. I, and then they don't even – they give well, – you, you, you see what I'm I saying? I get what you're saying, but the thing with Notre Dame is you get a you get an undefeated Notre Dame, Q. You got you got first of all, Notre, Notre Dame's a big national team. They travel well. I know it's people. Right. They travel well. They drive ratings. They drive bets. I think the problem with Notre Dame, from what I saw in that game, they should have never made that change at quarterback. I think they should have stayed with the other kid at quarterback, and I think that was one of their problems. Don't really have the most talented team, but let me tell you something. UCF is not ready to go play uh, Alabama or Clemson. Don't get me wrong. Neither was Notre Dame, but UCF would have got handled. Matter Q, those two teams are beating everybody. Okay, since you said that that game, Corey, what about last year when, when Auburn beat only team that beat Alabama and then they still didn't vote in the UCF in and, and, and they beat Auburn in the bowl game? Yeah, but I'm looking at Auburn as a team that thought they should have been in the playoff so they didn't get hyped up for that bowl game. I feel like Auburn's mind was on making the playoff and they felt like they were robbed, so I think the team had a different mindset. LSU, they played Alabama. They played Georgia. UCF played Temple. You feel what I'm saying? I'm down, I'm down in the SEC area. I'm down in this country. I know what's going on around here, Corey. I know, but what I'm trying to say is you, you, the committee cannot keep on voting these same teams. And when they, when they the one said, if a team go undefeated, they most likely going to be in the playoffs. I get what you're saying, Q, but you can't go undefeated in Conference USA and think that you can handle the big dogs. But by the same token, you make an excellent point. It's top-heavy. With Clemson and uh and Alabama, and that's not a college football game on Monday Night Q. That's that's a pro game right there. Those are NFL well, players. I bet, I, I bet Jim. I bet Jim. I bet Jim agree with me. Jim. Jim is objective about this thing. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> hey, I, I I do agree. I, I think the way they have it set up now is completely wrong. Uh, it, it doesn't yeah. let in enough teams. It, you know, like your teams, like UCF. There's other teams out there like that as well. It, you know, they they. Again, it comes down to they don't get a chance to play the big boys enough to really get out there like that. 
So you can't blame right. them for beating on the teams they're supposed to beat on. That's who they get to play. They go out and beat on them. They right. do what they have to do, and they still get no consideration. So, yeah, I, I do agree with that. But on the same point, you go back to what Corey's saying, no matter how you look at it, it's all about money. Notre Dame brings in money. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's the trunk, the money. Because they show that their objective is about money. It ain't about the, these smaller universities trying to they're going to build a name for themselves. Yeah, no. It's, did Penn State deserve to be in a, in, a, in a New Year's Day bowl game? No. But people watch Penn no. State. Did Ohio State? Well, Ohio State had no. to, you know, you know, they won the Ohio State, obviously. Well, you know, but they weren't impressive to me this season outside of the win versus Michigan. So I'm like, but we all bottles down to it, Q. If you put, if you make the playoffs eight teams, guess what's going to be the last game of the year? Who? Alabama, Alabama and Clemson. <laughs> so it don't make a difference. Just find out. I'm just saying, let's find out. Because because Oklahoma going there, they choked. That's all they did. They, they was they, down they, they twenty eight to nothing, Q. But by the time they they sung a national anthem, and Alabama was running down the field. <laughs> I'm Hey, Alabama. Let me get y'all shut down the shop up there, man. I appreciate you guys. Hey, it's, it's good. It's good to be. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a fantasy football champion. Thank there you, you go, bitch. my man. <laughs> All right, peace, man. Appreciate y'all. Always good talking to you. Q eight four four eight. I mean, coming up on on the coming up on the end of the program. So there you go, right there. Uh, yeah, you know, Jim. I and you get into it and watch it, but. You know, like you said, it, it all boils down to the money. And in my opinion, we got two teams that have too many NFL players on it, too well coached with Saban and Dabo Sweeney to think that anybody else besides these two teams are going to be there. Uh, hey, I agree. It, you know, like you said, they're, they're just playing at a different level. Yeah, there you go. It's just, it's, 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 um, it's too much. There you go. Jim, you watching the NBA tonight? Oh, uh, <laughs> we shall see. Um, been, been trying to watch a little bit here and there when I can, but now that the holidays are over, it should get a lot easier. Uh, let me give the people a couple of winners for tonight. You could chalk this one up. Uh, briefly, first look around going through the NBA. Give me the Hawks taking getting six points on the road versus the Wizards. Uh, that line is, is growing bigger. Atlanta will cover that number. I would even sprinkle something on the money line. I think the Mavericks going to Charlotte and get a W tonight. Uh, what else? The Nets and the Pelicans over with 229 and a half. That one should hit right there. Uh, let's see right quick. College basketball tonight. I know I saw one. Maryland is now a point and a half, but I don't want to touch that one right there. What else do we have? Uh, I saw something else that I like. On you know just go, just looking around earlier this morning, and there you go right there. And I it wasn't a shorty. It wasn't Jim. I actually was getting up and getting my job done and doing work. I feel like I can't find the damn game now. Oh, Houston is laying ten and a half at home to Tulsa. There you go right there. Ten and a half. Oh man, yeah, gotta take that one. There you go right there. That's college basketball, Jim. Your favorite for the homie Jim Day. You know what I'm saying for everybody on the fourth floor, fantasy executive goon squad. We out.